0: Today, I'm happy to welcome Henrik Lund, a veteran in the transportation and logistics space and a true believer in technology and why digital transformation is the need of the hour in this space. Henrik, welcome. And if you don't mind, if you could take about 30 seconds for our listeners to give a little bit of your background, a brief introduction, if you will.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, safan. Uh, thanks very much. And uh, yeah, just a quick, uh, uh, background introduction to myself. Um, I'm uh, I'm based in Switzerland. First of all, uh, I'm Danish uh, of birth um, and upbringing, and I come from a uh, background in the global uh, freight forwarding and logistics industry over the, the past several decades, uh, having worked uh, sort of. A third of my career in in uh, in Europe, in in the US, uh, and in Asia, Hong Kong and Singapore. Um, I worked for some uh, very large, uh, or some of the largest organizations, and also some very large mid-sized organizations. So I've sort of been been through, yeah, all the let's say the the uh, developments that has happened over the last thirty plus years in in the industry. And of course, um, when I decided to uh, to join. Uh, CloudX. That is um, about three and a half years ago. Um, it was with a with a heavy uh, uh, passion for pro- you know progressing, really progressing the technology uh, within uh, within the uh, forwarding organization. So that's a just a little bit background of myself. Um, uh, what would my role be in in CloudX? So you know, I'm a partner, and uh, primarily, you know, my core uh, let's say focus is really the commercial side of the business. Uh, really. Uh, dealing and speaking uh, with uh, with the customers, um, helping uh, try to map out some of their needs, um, both on the technology side, uh, coupling that with with uh, not only mine but many of our colleagues in in CloudX and and, and of course System Plus Group, with with our knowledge, uh, deep knowledge in uh, in the industry.
0: That's fantastic. So actually, I want to dive right in. I have a lot of questions, right? But my first yep. and most important question is. Why do you feel that the transportation logistics space is well behind the curve when it comes to digital transformation, many other industries?
1: I think I think that um, well, I know <laughs> from experience, and I think it's pretty well known. I mean, you can just open the papers uh, and and all the media. Um, I think the industry, if you go way back to the, you know, the '90s, even um, have have underinvested uh, into into technology, mm-hmm. and uh, many. Many uh, forwarders, if not all, back you know 20 plus years ago, many have uh, had you know developed their own systems. Some of them had roots back to the 80s. Um, I think the other thing that's important to understand also, in general, with with the uh, with the uh, global uh, logistics industry, it's it's a it's a fairly low margin uh, business when you look at the you know right. say the EBIT return. Right. so you could argue i mean certainly somebody could defend themselves to say the money was simply not there i still believe that it's a question of whatever money you have to invest forward you you take the right decisions and, and invest into to the right type of uh, of technology so i think i think the industry has just really been you know uh, behind for so many years um, and i think it's really only over the last uh, decade that uh, that this has really come into high focus. Um, I think many boardrooms have, you know, m- many executive boards back years have not even had the CIO on the board. Um, so I think I think there's been a, a realization over the last, I would say at least 10 years, also with the emergence really of, of the cloud, <clears throat> that this, this has to be in high focus. And, and there's a lot of different reasons why it has to be in high focus.
0: So then let me ask, so this is that how how do you feel cloud and cloud-based technologies are currently disrupting the traditional model
1: well I think I think that um, I think I mean what we say to our customers is you you don't just move to the cloud necessarily to save money I think that the 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 first phase of of, let's say, creating a cloud strategy and and start making, let's say, a hybrid strategy and moving to the cloud, certain applications to the cloud, um, I think you you should do it because, again, to answer your question, you can develop faster in the cloud. uh, And you can create much more seamless solutions uh, when you embark on your, let's say, your true digital transformation. Uh, And I think that's the key.
0: Okay. I agree, but now a board member or CEO might argue that, well, things are working; they're working fine. Yeah, you know, there's no major problems. We're getting uh, whatever we need, etc. So, why change? Um, I so think. How do you place that? I, I
1: I would uh, do a little bit research, um, and to this particular board. Uh, I would go out and, and benchmark a little bit against maybe four or five of their uh, competitors, and I would, you know, try to do some very quick uh, walkthrough of the, you know, top down on their on their PNL to show, you know, they probably have around the same gross margins. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you get down to operating expenses, I think that's really where the battle stands in terms of uh, pure financial uh, performance. So I think to a board like that, I would first of all say, I think you should understand a little bit better what what digital transformation is and what the cloud is and offers, because a lot of them don't really have knowledge about it. Um, Some might even shy away from it. Um, And then I would I would argue that, you know, let's take three or four or five competitors that simply outperforming them on, on, let's say, converting GP to EBIT. Um, So really operating more efficiently, and let's just use it as a as an example that you know the customer we're speaking to who has doubts, you know they have an ebit maybe of two and a half percent, and some of their larger competitors maybe have an ebit of four and a half percent. you know I think that would you know if I was on the board, that would worry me, and I would ask why is that? Um, and I think there you then have to try to help them to 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 organize their priorities in terms of you know where is it that we can operate more efficiently and and where can we take cost out.
0: Uh, Actually, I'm, yeah. I'm really glad you gave that answer because honestly, most, uh, most people who are technologists first think to convince on the technology, and you're taking an approach of helping them understand from a business aspect and how, uh, how you can impact the GP versus the EBIT. And I think that's, yeah. that's really important because a lot of time, what happens is technologists get lost in technology, and often yeah. even the business side gets lost in numbers. And that yeah. conclusion is very important. And I think you bring that to the table.
1: Yeah. So I think, yes, yeah, so that would be my answer. Thank you, uh, Salvin, because I think, um, you know, and then maybe that's going a little bit uh, off, off the, not track, but off the question is also that, you know, there's a lot of articles out. Uh, McKenzie had written some really good ones in Boston Consulting on, you know, is there enough knowledge in the boardroom um, and in, in particular, even in the executive boardroom, uh, is there enough knowledge and understanding you know the wise right uh, you know IT and, and technology should not just be viewed be viewed as a as an expense in the budget uh, you have to look at you know you know if we if we follow this path that we're being recommended uh, what would the return be right and what right. are the timelines look like so I think and I think that's it's changing for sure I mean you know uh, many companies I mean, Many people ask me, they say, what, what's the difference between a CIO and a CTO or a, a CIO, as, um, Chief Digital Officer? And I think 10 years ago, people were rolling their eyes if, if there was this split, right? But I think, you know, the answer to me is a CIO is, is very much focusing on infrastructure, whereas a, um, a, a CDO or a CTO is, is, is focusing on the future. And and on uh, let's say on creating um, solutions uh, from a technology standpoint in, in in trying to create seamless solutions to to their customers one better customer experience and two obviously being able to service the customer both more effectively and and also uh, at less cost.
0: No, fantastic. And so you, I'm sure you have seen enough uh, companies in this space who have embraced technology, right? Yeah. What are the key uh, differences and now, and as you said, in the last ten years, a lot of companies have started recognizing it. There are some uh, new players who are more or less uh, full tech-based platforms, etc. Right? Yeah. What are the big differences that you've seen over the traditional models that the uh, that the older companies uh, still use, right, uh, or, or starting to change versus these new tech-based, tech-savvy companies? What are the big, big differences that you're seeing. And therefore, what are the big wins do you see them, winning, uh, them, them getting in the industry?
1: You mean the, let's say the, the, you know, the digital forwarders or the virtual forwarders?
0: Yeah, I mean, that that's an example, or also there are companies uh, like you know, even the freight forwarders who invest heavily into technology and have made uh, simple things like the customer experience much better, and therefore customer acquisition becomes easier. Uh, versus you know things things of that nature, whereas yeah. certain companies still focus on the paper and pen route, right?
1: Yes, yeah, so, yeah So I think I think if you take the traditional forwarder uh, and 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 if you if you look at some of these organizations that you know already, you know ten. Or Twelve or fifteen years ago, realized that you know they, they need to change, and they need you know it, it started with you know you, you had a you know you had a quotation tool uh, for the customer that they could you know request the price uh, multiple lanes. And they could get an immediate quote based on on you know the rate uh, database that had been put together. And then, you you develop, uh, let's say the next step would then be the customer could actually book it, uh, sort of right away. They could accept the quotation and book it. And then you know it goes it goes well beyond that. And I think you know there there is there are a number of companies, in particular some of the big ones that that actually have been very successful already, quite some time ago. In developing, you know, front-end solutions uh, to the customer that makes it easier to do business. Uh, that that you know captures potentially much more business and revenue because you know the customer likes the fact that they can they don't need to pick up the phone or send an email. They can just go in and and do a quick quick request and then they can take a decision. Um, I think the ones that you know were early movers to the cloud also you know obviously have a let's say an advances because they've been developing in the cloud. I think um, first companies and I. this is not that many years ago, four or five years ago, you know, speaking to customers who were fully on prem with their own data centers in, you know, in multiple locations. Uh, you know, they were they were very skeptical about the cloud. What about security? We don't want our data sitting up in the cloud. We don't know where it sits. We don't know yeah, who can yeah. see it. Right. So, so I think that, you know, obviously, um, I think you know, to me in particular, AWS that that we deal very, very uh, uh, much with. You know, I think that hurdle has been overcome, right? Because the amount of resources they have to invest, uh, both in terms of, you know, skilled people uh, and 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 also finance uh, investments, uh, developing all these, you know, very stringent security protocols and 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 all different types of, of uh, let's say, safeguards. To an extent where you could argue a customer couldn't do that uh, themselves because they simply wouldn't have the the resources and 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 potentially not have the they say the ongoing latest uh, knowledge. So I think that that's the first hurdle, and then I think it's to really understand what the cloud can do. And and I think what we've done a lot is done. We call them strategic uh, reviews where we sit down with the customer and uh, through a number of. Of, of, of let's say focused workshops that can be done uh, in in the room uh, could be done on on uh, on you know on uh, on video conference and try to understand the whole landscape and the whole ecosystem and then help them really develop a strategy and a roadmap on on how they should build the let's say how should they build the path going forward how, how does the how does the priorities look like that's their decision of course we can help them with that and and, and how does it all Sort of dovetail together in, in, in parallel when when you start developing, and I think that's where the advantage in the cloud is clearly that, in particular, if you go cloud native, uh, that that you can develop a lot faster based, based on constant latest uh, technology as opposed to um, old technology.
0: <clears throat> right. So I want to you know while you're doing these workshops, for example, as you mentioned. Do you often get into the discussions about the customer's customer? So, you know, in, in a sense, if you can convince your customer that their customer is gonna have a much better experience by placing an order, you know, as, as you alluded to, now I can just go online and track my, whether there's an order or shipment or payment or whatever it is, yeah. simple things like that, right? How how, how how do you tie that in? Because in the end, uh, you know, it's really, customer is king, right? So yeah. how do you sort of, I how, think, do you, how do you
1: convince them? Yeah, no, it's a great question, uh, Sapan, because th- this is very important. I mean, because you have to have, let's say the the end in mind, right? And I think our customer is the forwarder, their customer is uh, an exporter, an importer, and you could even take it one step further, which I think is important because, you know, the customer has a customer. Um, and exactly. what, is the, what is the what is the impact uh, all the way along you know the supply chain so to speak right to the to the end uh, buyer i mean uh, the person who buys a new suit or new shirt or a new t v or whatever it may be on iphone you know that 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 has to be visible to the customer and i think it also i mean it goes back to talking a little bit about the boardroom um it, it, you know it's it's easier to to tool up um you know the let's say the c i o or um you know the, the the cdo it's easier to tool them up to present their case for budget uh, and investment when when it's more clear on what is the what is the impact and what is the gap yeah, i mean they would ask what's the return what's in it for us mm-hmm. um it, it always becomes difficult to, to sort of quantify customer experience right but but you know a happy customer versus a not so happy customer should have a positive effect over time for sure. Um, so, so no. So I think uh, I think that that's one of the things that that we do um, and as a starting point, and that generally, uh, well, it always seems to be quite successful. Uh, customers are happy with the output, and it generally leads into uh, identifying one or two uh, projects that we then engage with them on to to really help them and and also provide. Uh, support resources, development uh, capabilities and so on.
0: Right, so one thing I've noticed in this uh, specific industry space is that, um, and then, and while I acknowledge that uh, uh, domain knowledge uh, or industry experience is extremely important uh, in, in when you are doing embarking on some kind of a digital transformation journey with any customer. But yeah. I, I feel that in this space, it's even more important because a lot of the stuff is, happens behind the scenes it's stuff that you don't see and and therefore you know it's not something that's so easily recognized for example right if I'm working with a retailer I can imagine how my uh cloth gets to the you know to the, the tailor and from tailor sent it to this thing and then eventually how it comes to me or how I order it I can imagine that because I wear something like that every day yeah. On the trade side, all that stuff is the stuff that happens behind the scenes. I don't see it. I don't whatever. Once in a while, I may see a big ship, whatever, and and that's it, right? So uh, you know, uh, it's it's just it doesn't seem as intuitive. So I, I presume that in this area. So sorry, uh, you know, to to get to the question, I presume that 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 industry experience in this area is probably extremely important. I, I don't want to downplay a, a, any other other industry, but here I, I think I think. It, it probably becomes a little bit of like table stakes, don't you think
1: yeah well i i, I if i understand the question correctly i mean I I, I I think i mean the fact that we you know we do um, we do differentiate ourselves um i think quite a fair bit from from other companies uh, other uh, technology consultants and 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 so on where we 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 have a very strong uh, background from the uh, supply chain industry, uh, having uh, many of us worked for many years for for very large organizations in in the logistics space mm-hmm. uh, around the world. So we have a we have a a very uh, deep knowledge in how the supply chain actually operates and how it functions. We also understand all the constraints. We understand uh, the the uh, you know all the different challenges and the bottlenecks and so on, <clears throat> which which allows us to. To, to understand the, the customers, uh, you know, business in general, much better. We don't just approach it from a pure technology, uh, uh, let's say, perspective, right? We understand that they, that they have, you know, they're dealing with a global, you know, they deal with a global flow of goods, uh, basically, from, from cradle to grave, right? Uh, they're dealing with regulations, they're dealing with uh, multiple vendors, of course, shipping lines, airlines, you know, road feeder services, uh, warehouses, cross stocks, the list goes on, they're dealing with different customs regulations. So all these things make a business shipping from A to B that seems quite simple, actually, it makes it quite complex. Um, And it also makes it very labor intense. And this goes back to what I said earlier about, you know, in in a brutal way, say, taking cost out. The last way a company generally uh, would like to take cost out just to let go of people, right? Sometimes unfortunately, they have to, but but rather looking at how how can we take cost out and actually embracing and 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 using the technology and 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 the different tools that are available in the cloud. And I think those who are uh, embracing that and those who are really investing into that will be definitely ahead of the game uh, as the years uh, progress uh, years to come. Um, and it shows I mean you could see they grow faster and you can see that financial performance is better uh, because because a, a traditional uh, global uh, network forwarder still is very labor intensive um, right. uh, there's a lot of uh, manual processes there's a lot of data entry happening and and uh, there's a lot of uh, yeah there's a lot I mean that in, in a sense there's also a lot of waste right because right you know you you, you can't have a staff at least I don't think so. That can sit for, let's say, seven or eight hours a day and just be fully productive. You know, doing data entry. I mean, there's a limit to. I think. I think even from a human perspective, how much people can take, right? Absolutely, absolutely. So you alluded to
0: the future. So let me ask you about the future. Um, do, are you seeing certain trends uh, in the industry and how technology can help? Uh, sort of. Um, you know, uh, achieve the goals that companies might have, etc. And uh, and what are you seeing in terms of the future of technology in this space?
1: We see a lot of things. Um, I think, first of all, um, uh, this is very specific, but it's at the core of how Free For Water actually transacts their business. And again, like I mentioned earlier, the transport management system, TMS, which is sort of an ERP, Freight forwarders had many of them developed their own. Uh, there, are, there were some uh, systems available in the market. Um, m- many have tried to develop themselves again. About ten years ago, there's a very large German-based forwarder that had to abandon that project, which was quite a a big uh, a big write-off. But but yeah. um, but but the emergence of uh, WiseTech and Cargo Wise One, which is uh, um, a listed company in Australia. Which has been around for over thirty years. Uh, so, so WiseTech and their Cargo Wise One uh, TMS and their whole platform, they've really developed uh, over the past, uh, I would say, well, many years. Um, but, but sort of, in my view, um, you know, accelerated their onboarding of of new customers about, you know, a good ten years ago. Um, and today, uh, really, is quite dominant in the industry. They're not the only ones. There are other ones in the U.S., Canada, and there are some in Europe and and elsewhere. But but I think the fact that I think a lot of forwarders have moved on to you know a single uh, single TMS platform, and it's not just of course this particular uh, uh, company I mentioned, but 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 they're starting to look at saying it's almost like in the old days when you bought an IBM or Lenovo and said Intel inside. Um, it's almost to say, look, let, let's just get that uh, very very proven robust uh, cooperating operating system rolled out uh, and let's do it as fast as we can and let's start building around it. First of all, these systems are developing and expanding in their capabilities themselves. And then you can start really building around it uh, all the different, let's say, solutions that you want to sort of plug in and bold on. Uh, and um, and that, that's been the trend. Um, we actually were the first, uh, um, some, I think about two and a half years ago, who actually uh, did a POC for an existing customer uh, proving that one of these TMS systems which uh, they had intended to host themselves uh, could actually uh, operate more efficiently in the cloud and, and it was very successful in this uh, cool. system. I said that's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. Um, and again, because, uh, you know, uh, on-prem versus cloud, I mean, should it be 100% on-prem, should it be 100% cloud? You know, there's always a hybrid solution. Uh, where you still can operate some uh, maybe very critical uh, applications that you feel you want to have in a in a number of uh, own data centers or, and then you 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 have a hybrid uh, with the cloud and i think you know it also i mean it it really, you know if we talk about challenges for companies facing when when transition to the cloud um you know i think i think one is actually knowledge because uh, certainly many customers we've spoken to who are in the early stages of, of exploring you know what they can do in terms of uh, the, um, uh, you know really on a transition to the cloud I mean they lack the internal knowledge uh, in, in their people and this is also something we've been helping with a lot uh, and, and ongoing where we actually provide support and and, and and advice and and even people coming in to let's say for a period of six nine or 12 months or even beyond that, really, you know, uh, helping, you know, build the knowledge uh, within, uh, within the customer's own uh, teams.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So before we sort of wrap up, I actually want to ask you this uh, question. I'm actually very keen to get your perspective, uh, is that what advice, right, would you give uh, to uh, global logistics companies, even, you know, smaller logistics companies, et cetera, are looking to embark on their digital transformation journey uh, you know ha- what advice would you give in terms of how should they think about it uh, what approach they should take etc and i know you touched on this you know throughout our conversation in different ways but in a sense if some somebody is going to say okay i know i need to get there right i need help so you know I think, you summarize you know in your own w- words what advice would you give them
1: i think i think first i would uh, tell them find the right partner. Um, and I obviously would like to say that I think they should choose us. And if you then ask me why. So we, we are not the biggest uh, in the world, uh, but uh, we, we have uh, significant resources uh, in in our company to, to scale up and sense. support. And we have a uh, significant deep knowledge ongoing um, in terms of uh, accredited uh, and certified uh, People in terms of uh, cloud, uh, you know, it keeps expanding, and, and it's something we're very religious about that that our people are, are really, really up to date with the latest knowledge and so on. I think I think uh, we're we're very agile, and now I'm obviously selling us, but but uh, nevertheless, but but really find the right partner, and I think um, they think they should also bury, I wouldn't say bury their pride, but but don't be, don't be defensive, you know, share, and open up so that we can get you know a better view. On where we think you need to, which which buttons do you need to push? You know, can we help you with your prioritization? Uh, and I think also, uh, uh, companies should be honest and assess their internal resources um, to understand if, if there are people who need to actually go and get trained, or they need to get help, or we need to hire, you know, some 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 key people in. I think I think it's it's really about, you know, trying to to say the way we've done things the last you know twenty years um yes. that might not be the way we should do it the next 20 years or even the next three years right mm-hmm. and and that i can tell you something i mean that 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 is a big uh that's a big thing that they that that needs to be be looked at i've also seen uh customers where you know you know um you you might need to make some changes to get things uh actually moving in the right direction right so but I think, I think find the right partner, that, that's the short answer. Um, and the right partner is not necessarily the biggest uh, company out there. Um, I think the right partner is somebody who really also fits with, with the culture and also has the knowledge. And it goes back to what I've said several times that, that we understand the business. We have, we have managed uh, in, in different aspects of the business, m- me more on the operational and the product and the sales and key account management sides. At scale, and, and and others in the company like uh, like Nicholas Palmquist, uh, our CEO uh, and co-founder, right, has has uh, twenty-five years uh, experience from the uh, transportation industry, having built some some very very large um, ERP systems and 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 really led the way in in, in yeah in many forward-looking uh, um, uh, solutions.
0: Well, it's fantastic, uh, Henrik. I want to thank you so much for your time. And I wanna thank our listeners uh, and do tune in next time. And with that, signing off, thank you again.